0: You're listening to the Why I Love Disney Podcast. In this episode, we talk about Disney news, specifically how the coronavirus is affecting Disney parks and our use of Disney+. Are you ready? Let's go.
1: But also, there are over 600,000 people uh, currently with the virus right now. Once a lot of those people uh, recover, I mean, you could just have a COVID survivor's day at the park. Those guys, they've got their (laughs) own natural immunities Let's, uh, you know, let's just open it up back up. You have to have had the virus to get in um, and you got nothing to worry about. That right? might be so. a solution.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and then on the other, that's funny. On the other side, though, you got people that aren't as educated. Maybe even me. My first thought is you're going to put all those former sick people in the park before I go. No way. <laughs> I, they touch <laughs> To another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast, I'm Dustin, I'm David, and I'm Ramin, and we are coming at you from undisclosed locations. Well, they're disclosed. <laughs> I'm in Kentucky, David's in Tennessee, Ramin's also in Kentucky, but all in separate locations, trying to figure out this remote podcasting deal today. But um, David, how you doing, man? How are how's your family? Uh, We are doing well.
2: Thank you. We are staying in and just finding things to do. Lots of jobs around the house. I've got a lot of work online, so my work level is about the same, whether I'm in an office or at home. I hear that.
0: Mine too. It seems like I'm actually busier now than I was before, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I do like the less people to bother me though around and distract me from work. So I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a lot done. It's kind of nice. Uh, just silver lining, you know, or how about you? How you doing, man?
1: Doing great. A lot of like do it yourself jobs around that I've been working on that. Uh, yeah. It's been awesome to have time to do that. It's been pretty fun
0: killer cool. uh, ramina's been working on the studio david and uh, that we typically do the podcast in and you know I've, I've seen it and man it looks great so when we come back we'll have to maybe we'll bring this thing to youtube and let and, and let people see us for once oh, you know we'll actually yeah that'll be a big step so send your emails in it we will <laughs> do an online poll you know do you want to see us while we do this or not you know, and I'm sure is, everybody would love to see us. Then we have to start, like, showering before these things and, like, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. That will be a but, different level. Uh, either, way, either way, it's I'm super exciting. There's so much news. It's been two weeks since we've had a news episode. So, the biggest news of the day is that Disney is going to furlough, uh, I believe, 48,000 employees. That is a lot of people that are going to be out of work. Now, Um, I, as I was reading I think, it, seemed, actually. 43,000. Yeah. 43. Also, also a lot, a lot of people. Um, apparently a furlough is different than a layoff. Um, did you guys read about this at all? Like what were your, what is your take on this? I know last time we were together, we talked about how they were paying people through April 18th, but it looks like April
2: 19th is the start of this. So what do you guys think? What have you read about it? Uh, well, that they're going to continue their benefits and in the educational programs and things like that that people are involved in, which keeping your insurance—that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, insurance, medical, dental—all that's going to stay in. Also, the seniority, all the things that you built up through the years—it looks like stays in place. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we were wondering how long. Even a company as big as Disney—it's not like there's there's just pile of cash to play, pay employees. Indefinitely, while the parks are closed and while they can't produce movies and while they can't even really release, you know, theatrical releases anyway, um, right. this, you know, two thirds of their income is just gone. You know, it's just non-existent right now. The fact that they were able to hold on this long is really remarkable. Um, but it shows you like, if you're a small business owner, you have a job, man, no one is immune, um, right. To this, uh, everybody is affected, and there's a shared sacrifice going on. And and as usual, Disney's sort of leading the way in this. And you know, as you read between the lines, you see furlough, you know, right away, and it seems like a bad thing. But then you read the details, and Disney's doing everything they can to take care of their people. It looks like to me, and and I think once again, it looks like a, a great leadership from Chapek and 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 Iger and and those who are still involved. Um, looks like Iger's
2: back involved quite a bit. You know, things have changed for him. Yeah, that was yeah, a poor big guy. Big article in New York times. I saw that. Uh, it sounds like he's doing a lot again. Yeah. Did
0: you read the article? Ramin, did you take a look at that article?
1: Uh, yeah. I skimmed through it. I mean, at, uh, the gist of it, you know, he's, uh, planning to retire on top after, you know, the launch of all these successful things. I'm um, doing super well. And then COVID hits and, uh, now they're trying to figure out how to, you know, how Disney's even going to survive this thing. That's, that's quite the change.
0: As far as like the word "survive" you use
1: there, did the article use the word "survive"? Uh, you know, let me see what did it say actually. Like uh, fighting—that's fighting interesting. For Disney's life is what they said.
2: Yeah, that was what I, I remember. So that.
1: fascinating.
0: Uh, you do you think like there's a possibility like this is like forever altering the course of Disney and and business, or do you think this is a blip? You know what I'm saying? Do They think in, in a year, a year from now, do you think we're back to life as usual? Do you think it's two years from now we're back to life as usual? Or do you think that we're never back to life as usual as we knew it beforehand?
2: Wow. Um, I would, th- I would think that, uh, it will be, it would it eventually will be like back to usual, but maybe not completely. I- <laughs> But I do I mean, I think how, it's going to so take do you a like, while. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I think things will go back to normal. Like they, like, you know, after World War II, things kind of go back to normal, but things change because people are different. It just, experiences change you a little bit. I, I think it will take mm. a lot of people a while to feel comfortable going anywhere. It's going to take a, a while for people to build up their trust and, just to go anywhere because we don't know how long this is going to take before this, you know, uh, you know, lightens up. And so for a while, people are going to be nervous to go out and try things.
0: You know, I think there's two factors involved. One is what will be, we be allowed, what will be the new standards and normal that are imposed on us by whether government or corporate policy or whatever, I think there's probably some significant changes coming there um, that will kind of forever be different from here on out the second thing is what will be like you just said the impact of people and how do they feel about going in public and going to large gatherings like a uh, an amusement park or a sporting event or a concert or a movie theater for that matter and yeah. what how long will it take for the psyche to, there's those two factors I think are involved there that might be influential in how we move forward coming out of this and and I don't know where that lands you know I, I just personally, you know, I, I'm working with an organization that we had some uh, events scheduled with this summer, and they were large events where large people would gather and 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 just basically concert type things. And they were all you know canceled up front, but now they're talking about you know having some this summer, right? And I'm not commenting whether I think that sounds like a good idea or not, but I'm dealing with thinking through not just, am I, are we allowed to do this, but should we do this? Right. Will, what is my moral responsibility in being involved in some of these things? And if we're asking people to gather, even in smaller numbers, you know, what are the implications of this? And do I feel comfortable? Like putting my health at risk, you know, by going and participating in some of these, some of these things. So I'm already struggling with, okay, when we are allowed, if this is eased up in the next two to three or four months, do I really want to
2: commit myself to exactly events if, like that? If Disney suddenly said, hey, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and say that you can book a reservation for July 1st. And, but we're going to limit the number of people that can come into the park, and everybody's going to have to wear a mask. I have to decide do I want to be that first group that goes into the park? Right. The, the, the weekend, then there'll be some people that are so ecstatic to get back that they will be there. I mean, without a doubt, there will mm-hmm. be those that have no, you know, fear, no concerned, they're just going to trust and go. But then there, I think there'll be a lot of people that'll be like, I think I want to wait a while and see, let's let this thing cool down, make sure everything's okay first. So yeah. I, th- I, think I think that's ev- I think everything's gonna, gonna be Yeah.
1: I think eventually it's going to get back there um, because, I, you know, they're projecting a cure or at least some kind of thing for, for the COVID virus, you know, hopefully within a year, about yeah. a year, maybe a little more. Um, So eventually people are going to have that immunization, which I think is going to be great. But also there are over 600,000 people uh, currently with the virus right now. Once a lot of those people uh, recover, I mean, you could just have a COVID survivor's day at the park. Those guys, they've got their (laughs) own natural immunities. Let's, uh, you know, let's just open it up back up. You have to have had the virus to get in um, and you got nothing to worry about. That might be a
2: solution. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and then on the other—that's funny. On the other side, though, you got people that aren't as educated. Maybe even me. My first thought is, you're going to put all those former sick people in the park before I go? No way. I, they touch. My, I'm not they getting on space mountain after them. Uh, they, they do deserve, deserve it, it. I, but but I don't want to. It's sort of like they have the cooties. I know that's total, <laughs> totally t- terrible, just, but uh, you just you, know, you it, think you about just
1: give it a week, and then, then park self sanitizes itself. You know, and then you're good to go.
0: I, See, I've never been a germaphobe. I've never been really (laughs) concerned about things like that. And I do think that going forward, like I've heard articles, and maybe this is extreme, like will we ever really shake hands as a culture again? You know, like we really are the only ones who think, okay, there's a stranger. Let me grab their hand. You know what I mean? And, and shake their, uh, their flesh, you know, and, and that's in in Japan, they bow and, you know, uh, well, I guess in Middle Eastern cultures, they kiss each other on on the cheeks, you know, that's a whole nother level of, you know, so I think maybe some of our norms will, will change going forward. I, I don't know how it will, but. It'll be interesting to see, you know, this is just uncharted territory. You know, I feel like the word unprecedented is now becoming such a dang cliche. I'm kind of tired of hearing it, but that's really all there is to describe it. We're just, nobody's experienced anything like this before. And Mm -hmm. we don't know where it's heading or what's going to happen. And we can just hope and pray, you know, for the people who are, you know, I mean, daily affected by this, their health and and people are dying. And and that should be our, our primary concern. And I am still encouraged that that does seem to be our society's primary concern, that we'd still be willing to shut everything down at, and, and, and at high cost to us, um, look out for those who are most vulnerable and who are affected. I still think that's a good thing. And we ought to be doing that. Um, you're starting to hear now the chirping of how do we reopen, how do we reopen? And, um, you just hope that the people in charge are, are, um, are, are thinking through everything and are, are smart through this. Um, you know, nobody wants liability, but everybody wants cover, you know, nobody wants to be the first to open, but at some point somebody's going to do that and we'll have to start figuring out how all this works going forward. So I'm with you. I'm optimistic. I think in, in two years we'll be, we, we, we'll look back on this as wow, Do you remember that time and everything will be back to pretty much normal? I, I, I believe that. Um, I don't think it'll be like that in six months. Um, I hope it is, but I don't believe that um, just from what I'm reading. I just don't see how large gatherings can take place anytime soon, as long as, long as this I is um, a danger. Um, and I would not want to go to that. If Disney opened July 1st, I would not book a vacation. And that's not to be that I'm scared or fearful. I just want to see what happens. And, and, you know, I'm in charge of protecting my family. And I, I don't know. Um, but it's it's interesting uncharted territory, and, and we'll see what happens. But I do— I, I do think Disney's done a good job, just bringing it all back full circle. I think they've they've led well. I think they've taken care of their employees as best they can. I I think that they have—it's interesting. They've been involved in this before, most of us, because of their China exposure, because of Shanghai, and because of their—in the last two years, I think they've been deeply connected, Iger in particular— to the Chinese government and Chinese politics and Chinese society because of the open of Shanghai Disney, that they probably are aware of things, uh, have a an insight to this that maybe even people um, stateside do not. Um, so I really kind of trust them on this a little bit. Um, it, it, does that make sense? Like I'm, yes. I'm, I'm just sort yes. of. yes. Uh,
2: well, I mean, even from the if beginning. If they say it's safe, then. Right. Even from the beginning, they were, they were leading in, uh, making changes and making tough, tough decisions about closing. And we talked about that way back in February. It was like, what, wait and see what they do, because if they close, we know this is serious. And, you know, yeah. now we see how <laughs> a couple of months later, how serious it has been.
0: You know, I'd love to go back and listen to our podcast in January, right after the Super Bowl. You know, we started talking about, well, Shanghai's closing. You think this is a big deal? And we were just sort of, ah, you know, I don't know. But, you know, if they close here, then we're, then it's something. And then here we are. You know, who would have thought? Yeah. And and not just, not just us. I mean, you could go back to a lot of, you know, podcast society travel sports podcasts where this starts to come up in the conversation and right. now
2: it's the dominant it's all we have to talk about really. You well know? we watched so it go from from Shanghai and Hong Kong and Tokyo. It was like boom, boom, boom. It just felt like every week it was happening faster and faster. Like man, this is spreading so fast. And then it, then we hit then it's all over Europe and then it's it's here. And so it was crazy. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Um so other news regarding this is Disney's theatrical releases have all been delayed, although we, I think we talked about Onward being released to Disney Plus right away, and I think we're going to do a, a rewatchable on Onward already here pretty soon podcast. Um, but the other big releases, I think, did they say Artemis Fowl's going to Disney Plus? Yeah, it's going straight right, to Disney straight. Plus.
2: I was really looking forward so to have that have to one in on the that. movie theater, too, so <laughs> but I'm glad it's coming early. I was, too. We'll but something new. my
0: oldest son, I ordered the books. I ordered the oh. books and my oldest son is starting the series. The so books are we'll so good. To, it looks like they're so good. May 29th is their release date on Artemis Fowl on Disney+. Plus. So we've got a little bit of time for that, but something to look forward to. And then it looks like there's now, okay. And this is all kind of with it too, but Milan is now scheduled to open July 24th. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you think that happens or not? Still feels kind of early
2: to me, but we'll see. I'm not what sure I'll be over under on that. I'm not sure I'll be there. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Ramin, what do you think? You think that July 20? you think Milan is going to open July 24th at theaters?
1: Ooh. Um, I'm going to say
0: n- that's three months from now.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think we're going to have some relaxed um, social distancing uh, guidelines in some areas of the country by then. Um, so m- maybe, maybe it could.
2: Maybe, maybe they'll let 10 people at a
0: time. <laughs> yeah. See how do they? but then why would you release into that? Cause you can't make as much money, you know? And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know how, how they're figuring this, but I do, they're, they're smarter people than us, you know, yeah. that with, with calculators and, and, finance people and they can figure this out. You know, they also have a lot invested in this. So they they need this to come off. Well, I would say, Um, you know, and it might be a lot of studios are holding movies back. Maybe with less competition, they could go to more screens with fewer movies released. So uh, maybe something like that could, like you said, maybe it'll be like a, we only allow 50 people for theater or something like that. Um, That could be a solution, but it'll be interesting to see. It seems early to me before to get
2: people crammed into a crowded theater. But Um, they, they seem to have the, their hand, uh, they seem to have had a good grasp of what they need to do from the beginning. So if they, if they feel confident with that date, they, they may, they may know something we don't know.
0: Well, I know they've pushed a soul, the Pixar movie to November 20th. Right. Um, and I think that, that actually feels more realistic to me. Like I could see by November that we're back to some movie theaters and some, some things like that. Um, I hope so because I'm really excited about Soul probably more than any of them. Uh Jungle Cruise was pushed back a full year to the 2021 right. summer of 2021. Um That's and crazy. other ones were as well. I did see though that um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is not delayed at all. They're right on schedule apparently as of right now. Black Panther 2 release is the same, remains unchanged May 8th. The new Thor also is 2020 These are 2022 movies. Um, but with the Marvel movies, because of the order that they come out, that's also a factor, too. If you move one, you have to move, kind of look at all of them. Right. Um, we'll see what happens, but it's interesting. It gives us all something to talk about there as far as uh, theatrical releases. Um, Disney Plus announced this week 50 million subscribers. I saw that. That's amazing. That's, amazing. A, that's a lot... A lot of subscribers. Now, I think Netflix, for comparison, Netflix has 167 million subscribers. But Netflix has been around for 20 years. Right. Disney Plus has been around for less than six months. And here we are with 50 million paying subscribers. That's huge. Spotify, for reference, has 120-ish million paying subscribers. Um, Disney, um, I'm sorry, Apple TV um, is about 33 million subscribers, but most of those are free accounts on their first year. Um, Amazon Prime Television is roughly around 50 million paying subscribers, and wow. that's been around several years. Disney is outpacing everyone, and it's remarkable. And I bet they're thanking the good Lord that they have that right now <laughs> as a source of revenue. That's a whopping number. And I think that was a very positive thing that Wall Street saw too. It's The price had bottomed out about um, a little less than $90. It's 52-week high. It was $150 a share, roughly. And I think we're now back in the hundred range. So it's, it's bounced back a little bit. And I think any, they're looking for any good news right. on this. And, um, that is definitely good news. You know, 50 million subscribers at seven bucks a month is $350 million a month. Right. Um, that's not nothing that's significant. And I think that's a, it's a big deal. So don't want to understate that lots of good Disney plus content coming out too. If y'all, I know we, we've, we're spending extra time on Disney plus. What have you guys been watching?
2: Uh, well, we, uh, we have been watching a lot of the Marvel movies in order doing the Marvel journey. And so we just finished uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one. And so next up is Guardians two. And uh, we watched uh, Winter Soldier. We've, we've watched everything up to Guardians of Galaxy so far. So y'all been doing the Marvel route. Right. Then
1: as a That's family, awesome. I, mean, uh, we're, I mean, what about you? Yeah, I uh, I watched Onward. Finally, got around to seeing that. It was all really right. great. I really enjoyed it.
2: I have watched. We did. I'm watch, looking forward to. We're gonna. Yeah, we watched Onward again. Also,
0: I can't wait to talk about that in, in our next podcast episode where we do the quarantine edition to talk, dig into Onward again. Now that we've all seen it, David and I a second time. Right. We're on our second watch of it, and I definitely um, I liked I it better, better the
2: second time. I did too. Yeah, actually. And I, I loved it the first time, you know, uh, someone asked me and it may, may have been you the first time we watched it. Uh, is it something you could see yourself watching over and over? And I, I don't know the first time I saw it that I thought that, but now I could, I could watch it. Yeah. Just as much as the others. There's, there's a lot I love about it.
0: That's awesome. Um, as far as series go, we've been pretty busy at our house too. We've watched uh, Stargirl. We checked that out. We've been doing some of the classic Disney um, as well. We watched The Cat from Outer Space. We've watched The Parent Trap, The Apple Dumpling Gang. Um, I feel like... Oh, we actually... Uh, interesting, not Disney, but we watched the new Trolls movie the other night. Uh, Trolls World Tour. Um, it was... Uh, It's interesting because that's a theatrical release that they just went straight to on demand. So we paid the twenty bucks to watch it. Honestly, to be perfect, I wasn't. I was a little disappointed. Um, It wasn't bad by any means, but it wasn't as good as the first one, and it wasn't great. Um, So just a little heads up there, non Disney. um, But we did spend some time over the over the weekend watching um, World Tour.
1: You've been watching the Tiger King.
0: (laughs) I actually, my wife watched it, uh, but I have not. That, again, um, once my wife has kind of gone through it, um, I usually, it's hard for me to get back to it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, everybody's talking about it, but, and I kind of get the gist, I think, of what's going on. But uh, have you watched
1: it, Ramin? I haven't seen it yet. I just hear everybody talking about it. And I, I got to make some time to do
2: that. Too much stuff on Disney Plus. Um, th- I saw that Disney bought land. That was interesting. Okay, Disney so we're purchased land workers and we're buying land. What? Uh I don't really uh, there I watched a few different uh podcasts about it uh just to see what was going on. I know they bought like 26 acres that's really close to the park. And uh but they've bought more land uh, all all there right around uh the Magic Kingdom in Florida. This was around April 1st. Disney buys more land near Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. Um 26 acres of land on March 31st but they've bought more than that uh, in the area lately so
0: I've my just, goodness well, taking advantage of those low interest rates
2: I have to see over time uh, a lot of people just speculating it's more land for conservation things that they can move around uh, in case they need other land in other areas for uh, some people thought it would be used for solar energy diff- different expansions things like that not really a not really a for parks. But I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Yeah, what do you think well, that's about?
1: A, like it, like the fact that they're they're purchasing land at a time right now when they are furloughing employees. It looks
2: like the the purchase was a little over a million dollars. Yeah, for the twenty six acres, but they've really bought more than that. It was like I can't find in this article, but I I, I believe they've bought more than that. It was it was a lot more than that too. You think? you
1: you think this project was like in the works like well before that, and this money was already kind of budgeted for that? It it
2: looked like it, it, you know, it looked like it must've been, um, Disney purchased almost 1000 acres of land near celebration in 2018. Then in early 19, Disney bought an additional over 1500 acres in, uh, one of those counties right there. And then in late fall, 2019, Disney purchased 200 acres near the Magic Kingdom, and now the most recent purchase is 26 more acres near the Magic Kingdom. So that's a lot of land. Yeah. But I think, you know, they, they have a they have a certain commitment to conservation that that's a percentage of their land is going to be for conservation. And uh, so every time they add something, they've got to add more conservation land too. So, you know, we'll have to see. It's a lot of land. Yeah, that's part of the— A lot of land out there. Florida's— Florida's
1: requirements, right there, Dustin, you could probably speak to this, having lived there, um, for every bit that you build on, right. You have to have some kind of what conservation land or, uh, I noticed a lot of like parking lots and stuff in Florida aren't paved, right. People park on the grass, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there are some because of like the way Florida is, is lower and it's swampy and there's a lot of endangered species down there and there are some risks of sinkholes. Um, things like that, that and, and put extra requirements on develop, develop, developing. So yes, you, it, it's not uncommon that you need more land than you're going to actually build on um, in order to, you know, from irrigation ponds and to make sure um, sinkholes are a big deal, like to make sure you're not sucking all of the water out and creating sinkholes other places um, I know they allow, I'm not an expert on that, but I know they,
2: they require and allow for those things. So this there, there um, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. There were several other things speculated. Some people just think it's that they're, they're, they're strengthening their borders, you know, surround their, their surrounding area. Not some more things don't come in that they're buying things up. So other things can't come into that space. And, uh. Yeah. You know, some people uh, still speculating on parks and some people speculating it was so they could make, uh, again, new golf courses and things like that so they can use other lands for, you know, that they already have for other things. So we'll see.
0: But yeah, we should probably wrap this up. We got um, some more special editions coming for you soon, but we want to thank you for listening. Um, We really do. We see from all over the world, there are people tuning in and listening to our podcast. We thank you. Um, If there's any way we can serve you, let us know. You can contact us through our website at whyilovedisney.com or on Twitter at whyilovedisney1. And until next time, David, Ramin, Catch you guys later. Y'all stay safe, stay well. And to all of you listening, you also, please stay safe, stay well, and we will catch you next time. See you next time.